I'm Richard. And I'm Will. And together we're the, the Irreverent, Irreverent Nerds. Nerds. Bum, bum, bum. Nerds, I have an announcement for current and future subscribers. We have lowered our price. Now for only 99 cents per month, you'll get access to one brand new bonus episode released on the first Friday of each month, our full back catalog of bonus episodes, video versions of select regular episodes, and more. So don't wait another minute. Click on the link in the episode description and sign up today. Now on to this week's episode. Nerds. Nerds. We are here to discuss a very interesting property in the history of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Imagine, dear viewer or listener, that you're 1987, your beloved 1987 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Which didn't hold up well. Uh, this is true, but when you were a kid, you loved it, right? If you grew up with it like we did, you watched it, it was the bomb, you know. But it's on TV in the 80s. Right. Very clean, you know, even the violence, obviously very, very low-key. They're killing robots, there's no killing of humans, or at least none that's shown, right? And no cursing, of course, right? TV in the 80s and 90s, there's no curse words, not on children's television, on children's trying to television. sell toys. But imagine that your beloved series had phrases in it like, Oh my god, my ass, bastard, what the hell? And my personal favorite, dumb shit, you're a dumb shit. <laughs> then you might have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Legend of the Super Mutants. Or otherwise known as Mutant Turtles <laughs> Superman Legend. The fan dub. Yes, the fan dub. Well, the fan subtitle. <laughs> so There is a fan dub on YouTube. I did watch it, and it was missing those curse words. Oh, but an the, actual uh, fan dub. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently done in the UK because the turtles were British. Oh, was it Hero Turtles? Teenage Mutant Ninja Hero... No, excuse me. Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Mutant Hero Turtles, Superman Legend. I yeah. don't know. Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, Legend of the Super Mutants. No, I don't know. Anyway. Maybe they just got. Maybe that's just who they got to play Leonardo. I don't know. Michelangelo sounded normal though. <laughs> so, so Mr. Wolf, the the producer, not Dick Wolf. You know, aka Law and Order fame. No, um, Brad Wolf. I think Brad Wolf, right? The other Wolf. The other Wolf, Brad Wolf. <laughs> was involved with Suburaya, I'm not saying this right, Suburaya Productions and B-Media Studio in producing two episodes of the Turtles as an anime, like an anime style. Yeah. In order to sell toys in Japan. In other words, <laughs> the Ninja Turtles OVA. Yeah, which is, this is... Basically, the same model they followed in the U.S. It's why we got a cartoon series in yeah. the first place. His Playmates wanted to sell toys, and they're like, hey, let's put a couple episodes out there and promote the toys. And yeah. it did, and uh, Mr. Wolf, Brad Excuse Wolf, me. Uh, convinced them to make more. 
And yeah, which just, I'm really glad they did, even even if I think some of the episodes don't hold up. Yeah, great yeah. for kids, but yeah, you try to rewatch it as an adult. It, it doesn't hold up like Batman the Animated Series, or maybe even some classics like Darkwing Duck or DuckTales. Although yeah. those have their, you know, again, they're written for kids. Uh, or, or I should say written by adults for what they think kids would like, which... Broadly speaking, they were correct about because they were very popular, especially yes, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Especially, exactly, this show got ten seasons. I know, and in watching the first two of the anime version, which came out by the way in 1996, which in my mind is spiritually season eleven. Season oh yeah, season eleven. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I guess it would two be two episodes of it. <laughs> yeah, that would have come out right around the time the first run, the first run ended, right? Of the, the original yep. series. And uh, by the way, I'm sure I'm pronouncing this incorrectly, but in Japanese it's Myotanto Tataruso Tojin Densetsuhen. So I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering that. Sorry. I have no idea. Sorry, Japanese people. Um, but apparently the this is based off of a manga we found out yeah yeah we didn't even know about that but what was, what was the channel like we watched the video on youtube Shoot. i want to give credit where credit is due there was there was a channel that we watched kind of a summary little 12 minute blurb about this was it the the toy historian he it was definitely a toy channel because they sure. were covering it for the toys well you can um you can see if you can find it my way, as always, that's my daughter in the background. She, this is the time of night where she's like winding down, but not yet there. So she's. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, there there was a, there was a manga. I don't know if the toys had already been released, before this. According to this Wikipedia entry, the first episode is based on the Super Mutants line, of toys. I assume. Oh, that's right. I remember now. On on this uh, little uh, documentary is not the right word, but like... Um, Here it is. Um, did you find it? It looks like it's called Secret Galaxy. Secret Galaxy. I'm sure. Make sure that's the right video. Yeah, it's the right video. Secret Galaxy. So, so he talked about there is a... In their continual efforts to, to reinvent the toy line, Playmates came out with a Super Mutants line. Um, and they made the decision, like, hey, what if we started marketing this to Japan, right? Yeah. And kind of made it more an anime style. And so the first episode is based off of this. And they had a manga before that that led up to and kind of did some world building. And the second episode is based on the metal mutation line of toys. So each episode was designed to sell a different different line of toys. The OVA was produced by B Media and Suburaya Productions. It features most of the same cast as TV Tokyo's Japanese dub of the 1987 TV series, cool. most notably Hideyuki, Hideyuki Umezu. Again, I'm sure I'm butchering that. Um, I'm not even going to try to read the rest of the voice cast because I'm, I'm sure I will not say their names correctly. But you can look it up on Wikipedia for yourself if you if you know how to pronounce Japanese names better than I do. Um, so I guess we'll get in and talk to one episode at a time here. So I'm going to read the 
summary of the first episode, and then we can talk about it. Cause we just we just watched these the other day. Will had seen them before. Yeah, yeah. I I seen these a good fifteen or so years ago. Found them on the internet. Yeah, and then you. I think the first episode downloaded you watched, them as QuickTime videos. That was back oh, in the day. Oh man, yeah. It takes like thirty minutes to download. Oh no, no. more than for a thirty-minute episode, probably take what an hour, an hour, twelve <laughs> over dial-up. Dial-up. Oh yeah. No, I yeah, remember that, that was back in the AOL days when I found these babies. <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, I remember trying to watch now music on videos. YouTube, and anyone can see them. Back in the late nineties, yeah, it would take thirty minutes to download, just for watching, not to keep either. To download a like three-minute music video to watch. You have to wait for thirty minutes on. On dial-up. Yeah. Tell you what, that really curbed my uh, internet consumption back then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's so much harder, you know, aside from just finding text or, like, if you found some fan fiction blogs or something, you know, or, or websites, like, you're consuming that more. But, the, yeah, not a lot of video back then. Or it was very hard to watch back then. But, anyway, getting back to episode one here. So, first episode of these two as titled The Great Crisis of the Super Turtles The Saint Appears or Supo okay I'm gonna nah never mind <laughs> I'm not uh, uh, it re- released on May 21st 1996 and the summary here is the turtles explore the temple of the lost Muta kingdom where they free the spirit of light called Chrismu who is trapped inside the Mutastone in reward, she gives the turtles the ability to perform super mutation, or super mutation, which uh, they, they did say in English. Yeah. Because <laughs> I guess there's not a Japanese... Super mutation. Super mutation. I don't know if that was just a stylistic choice or if they just don't have a word for mutation. No, no, it's stylistic. Stylistic, okay. Super because... Uh, oh, because of the toy line. Maybe. Every now and then, Japanese people will mix English words in for some reason. Uh, that that's what I know. I don't know why. Maybe they think we're cool. I don't know. I think China, Japan, they try to learn English and be, be bilingual. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about that? Probably. I'm sure they're, yeah, they're better than we would. Learning Japanese seems like a daunting task. I do know somebody that's done it and actually moved to Japan and took an IT job. Really? In Japan. Learned Japanese so that he could do that. Anyway, uh, my uh, ignorance on why the Japanese people want to learn English and mix it in with their animes aside, uh, I did want to point out one of the most interesting things is the manga because for the last almost 20 years I just assumed that they were referencing a fictional non-existing episode that bridged the uh, 80's cartoon season 10 with or whatever with this Japanese OVA but as we found out thanks to that that YouTube video we, we mentioned earlier it's, it's a manga it's yeah. like a three volume manga yeah, no, we'll have to see if maybe someday we can get a hold of that. Um, I don't think it exists in English. Oh, well, yeah, we'll have to learn Japanese then. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what's going to motivate me to learn Japanese. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I interrupted, or I interrupted myself, I guess. Um, hey, sorry for the noise. My 
daughter is is very vocal tonight. <laughs> um, Sing. <laughs> Sing it. So in reward, um, so Chris Moo, in reward, gives the turtles the ability to perform super mutation, which transforms them into super turtles for three minutes. Like, tr- Splinter reminds them, too, and he puts a timer. He's like, three minutes. Only three minutes. No, I think that's for the saint. Uh, according to this, it's... Well, no, it, there was a limitation for the super mutation, too, I think. Yeah, but definitely, for, definitely for the saint. For the super mutation and the combined saint. Oh, the saint was like 60 seconds. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so so three minutes in the super mutation. Um, but then when all four super turtles combine into one, they confuse into the almighty turtle saint. So at the same time this is going on, Shredder and Krang find the Dark Muta Stone, and they try to awaken the demoness, Dark Mew, who is the sister of Chris Mew, who has been imprisoned, basically, inside the crystal. Yeah. I wanted to point out that what you're reading says that it was the Muta Kingdom, but the subtitle of what we watched called it the Neutrino Kingdom. I don't know if that's a fan subtitle mistake. I don't know. It could be either way, like, because, in a sense, like, Wikipedia articles like this may very well be written by fans as well, so, like... Right. Could be incorrect either direction. Um, just depends on if the fact-checkers have gotten around to, to this yet. Fact-checkers, they don't uh, care about turtles. <laughs> or there do are they? Two, there are two website references here. Ninja Turtles Anime at the, the official website from NinjaTurtles.com. And a Japanese website, or no, for the soundtrack, the Japanese soundtrack, obviously. And there's Mutant Turtles Superman Legend. I oh, love the soundtrack. An, nice, it has an IMDb entry. I just, I just love seeing a romance song about chewing bubblegum incorrectly. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, so upon rewatch, which you watched it, the first episode twice, right? In right. In pre- preparation for this. Uh, um, the fan dub and the fan subtitle. And the fan subtitle. Uh, which obviously, uh, what were your impressions seeing it again 15 years later? It holds up really well, in my opinion. Um, the we're, we're not here to review the fan dub, but Richard did... Uh, point out something very important that I never understood, which is that the subtitle itself is also fan-made. Yeah, well, I picked yeah. that up from the, I think from the YouTube video that we watched. Okay. Um, but, so, I guess we are reviewing a fan something or another. So, the fan dub... Uh, fan translation, I guess. Yeah, like, we didn't see subtitle. the fan dub. Um, I feel like both deserve their own reviews, but, but we watched the subtitle ourselves. The... I really like it. I really like the animation. Uh, April O'Neil gets a little bit of a redesign into an an, more of an anime art style, but otherwise, most of the characters stay true to their '80s uh, character bible looks. Uh, the The series, mm-hmm. but they stay on point to what the series had them looking. If if you don't understand what I mean by a character bible, anyway, um, yeah, no, they they looked very yeah they looked very similar to um to the 
the original TV series. I really liked. Uh, I really liked it. It was epic, especially when I'm jumping ahead. You want to talk about it now? Especially when everyone in New York City just drowned to death. Oh yeah. Now is that? Hold on. Is that the second episode? No, that's the first one. That's right. Yeah, you're right. That is the first one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the. So as as dark dark Mew is gaining or breaking free and finally breaks free and then she you know all these natural disasters start occurring on earth and one of them is a tsunami basically yeah uh, that floods New York City and they never that's one of the glaring plot holes like they never talk about the fact that that would have killed everyone in yeah. New York City that was below the water line. Well, you know, when <laughs> there's you happen to be in some kind of watertight yeah. compartment or something. I think it's Michelangelo that brings it up on their way back to Earth on the NASA spaceship. We're just jumping all around tonight. He says, "Who's going to clean up New York?" <laughs> yeah, so like there's a, a then passing episode, reference. Yeah. But, but at one point they're talking about like, "Man, the mayor's going to be mad." And I turned to Will and I was like, "The mayor's dead." <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank my my drink just came out my nose. <laughs> Yeah, unless unless he happens, well, maybe he has unless he has an office on the very top floor, which in which case I hope it wasn't the office Donatello destroyed. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, like that that happens, and then there's like um, I have an idea. <laughs> there's big fights, so these are like Great not job Donatello. <laughs> like the character design, like when they have the super mutation, it definitely reminds me of of various anime and anime styles, like. Um, what would would there be a, a reference for that? Like, like obviously when they get really big, is it would kaiju be the correct term when they get really large? Like, I would say like Godzilla -esque so. Godzilla esque in terms of size and scale. Um, well, I would say that this first episode borrows from the Sentai genre. Uh, you have the four turtles, and they combine to make a giant turtle, and they all have to work together. Whereas the enemy sends a wave of energy onto another enemy causing it to become giant so just think power rangers you got the four or five i can't i'm not going to count them right now power rangers and i guess it was like six wasn't it but you you got the six power rangers and they call their robots uh their dinosaur robots or zoids and then they combine two with a megazord oh yeah not Zoid, Zoid. I didn't really watch Power Rangers. Much, oh, okay. So back in the, I mean, I was aware of it. Obviously, it was all, all yeah. the place. Yeah. And Rita Repulsa throws her trident or spear or whatever down to Earth and says, "Let my monster grow." <laughs> so that's basically what happens to Dark Shredder. In yeah, this yeah, when, yeah. He gets hit with yeah. quite a bit of the uh, Dark Moo energy, I guess. Yeah. And uh, grows huge, which he's actually uh, mad about. He's like, "Why did you do this to me, Krang?" Which Speaking, yeah. of, speaking of Krang, I think I, I wrote a note here. Krang's voice, LOL, like Mickey on crack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is perfect. It's just like that. I'm like, now, the original Krang, you know, was a little annoying and a little humorous. This was just straight up annoying. <laughs> well, and Shredder and Rocksteady Bebop understood this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so annoying. But yeah, Shredder keeps calling him what? At least in the octopus. The yeah. You stupid octopus! <laughs> I'm pretty certain that was a correct translation. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably. 
Yeah, and that would make sense too from the Japanese reference, yeah. like as a derogatory. Well, I don't know. I don't. Know. I, don't I know they eat octopi, but because they, he's saying he that he looks like an octopus. Yeah, he does. He does kind of look like a, 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 a deformed octopus. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Shredder, Octobrain. We'll just call him Octobrain. Yeah, I, I know they were trying to sell toys, but I hated his redesign in episode one. I hate it. Oh yeah. Yes, and it didn't get any better when he turned into a dragon. <laughs> I just just hated it. Uh, but yeah, we saw we actually saw some of the commercials, and and yeah, it's straight up just like the toy. Yeah. Which I mean, I know they did the same thing in the the American TV series. Like there was a interplay between toys being created first in some cases, and then the character being introduced, and then um, and then uh, and vice versa, you know. Um, but no, I, I thought, like the, with the, um, I don't know what the right word would be, metaphysical element or the spiritual element, it definitely got hints of, you know, I liked the, yeah, I, I liked the Japanese take on it. Like, I, I enjoyed the, the difference, and, um... I did too, I didn't even, uh... I don't even know where you're going with spiritual. I guess Turtle Mania could be a spiritual sensation. <laughs> Nerds, we would love to find out who is on the other side of the microphone. There are multiple options by which you can connect with us. Our Instagram handle is at irreverent underscore nerds. We are on Facebook and YouTube as simply The Irreverent Nerds. Makes sense, right? And of course, we are on your podcast app. If you listen on Spotify, scroll down through the episode description and you will see a question. What did you think of this episode? We welcome your feedback, including your constructive criticism. We also post episode-specific polls and questions from time to time on Spotify, so please feel free to jump in and give us your two cents. All right, nerds, I've talked enough. Let's get back to this week's episode. We are back. <coughs> we had to edit out some, some crying there. It's okay. My, my daughter's teething, so she's, yeah. So, anyway. so I keep saying sayonara. That's my thing. What's, uh, what's hello, mushy mushy? But that's over the phone. Does that count? I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Yeah, I've heard of that. And, and sayonara, uh, obviously. You know, We're back. Some of the few Japanese words I, I know. <laughs> well, let's see. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, so, first episode here. One thing that was not in the summary uh, before we close out on the first episode here. NASA is, in, is involved yeah. in this. It actually plays a fairly prominent part, although it's more of a joke, almost. I mean, they're observing... So you got the one of the space shuttles is floating out in orbit. Yeah. And the astronaut sees stars disappearing, but Houston, I guess apparently there's only one dude. So this must have been middle of the night. So like the midnight midnight shift guy is like, "No, nah, man, you're not seeing stars disappear. What's wrong with you? You know, it's like, are you high or something? Is your oxygen level low? Like, I found your glasses. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, the glasses. Like, you need your glasses. Like. So it's a running joke for most yeah. of the episode. And we actually get to see Miami in a couple of shots. 
Oh yeah. The foot soldiers are on vacation. Right. And and we get to see uh, Napoleon Bonafrog and Genghis Frog and that whoever the third one is oh, okay. who we've had uh, out in the Miami wetlands. Huh. I didn't catch I didn't catch that part, but I did see I do remember the tur or the turtle. Frogs. The the Foot Clan being there on, yeah. on vacation. Yeah, it was a very For some reason still in full uniform in the hot Miami sun. Let's go to robots. Oh. Then why are they cooking having a cookout? I, it's it's a Japanese <laughs> anime, it's comedy. I don't know. It's better than the original series. <laughs> this is true. I, I didn't like we tried we tried watching um an original series episode tonight. Well, how about actually, this? Well, where this. where are the foot soldiers in every single episode of the original series? Why is it always Shredder, Rocksteady, and Bebop? Uh, to save money on voice acting. They don't talk. That's <laughs> true. They don't. To save money on An animation. animation? <laughs> that, that's legit. Although they were making so much at that point, it's like, you was like, why, why? Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, you know, if you're still trying to to cut down costs, you can make more and more profit. Only way to do it. We're maybe, just assuming that. We don't know if that's why they... Maybe Crane had no money. They didn't knock over enough banks. <laughs> they couldn't make any more robots. I don't Terrible. know. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, yeah. So, that the episode started with Crane just, like, randomly... They don't... They never explain how he's... Well, I guess the Dark Moon, I guess, somehow. But, like, he's literally destroying stars somehow. They're, but they're just vanishing. They're not going supernova or... Yeah, it's where Dark yeah, Moo like, is is waking up and every all the stars are starting to disappear as she's slowly waking up, coming to... And once she fully awakens, the Earth is supposed to disappear itself. Yeah. You know what I found really hilarious... When the tidal wave, the tsunami hits New York, and the Technodrome floods, and Krang is upset at Splinter because he left the door open, and Splinter's all like, sorry, my bad. Oh yeah, sorry, my bad. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, so I have here... So after Dark Moo finally awakes, so like the the flood has come as part of her awakening process. And now she's fully awake, and she's just sitting there on a building. The first thing she says is, "Good morning. I feel like I'm having my morning coffee." That's the first thing she says. Like in, I guess enjoying the destruction. It's like this is waking me up. Oh, I thought she asked for her morning coffee. No, she's Maybe just I'm like, misread. I feel like I'm having my morning coffee. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I wrote it down. So it's like... But yeah, so it... So I'm trying to remember... Oh yeah, so it ends... So there's there's a confrontation, obviously. Like, they go... They turn into the saint, you know. Like, she's going off into space to... I forget to do to do what, I forget. But to they, blow up the Earth. Oh yeah, okay. To blow up the Earth. So, yeah. So they... The turtles merge into you know saint the saint and then they go out into space and fight with dark moo and then chris moo also shows up and you know initially the turtles are having trouble fighting because they can't sync up their intentions and stuff as their emerged character 
So they have, they still have the four minds going on, but they can't coordinate with one another. So they're trying to trying to do that. And then Chris Mew comes and basically puts her sister in not quite a headlock, but like whatever you call that. You wrap your arms between. And um, yeah, anyway, she's like trying to hold her down and, and they're able. Well, actually, the, the episode, we have some anime physics. The, the episode ends there. So you don't know if yeah. they're going to succeed or not until the next episode. Well, they look out the NASA spaceship and see them back in their crystals. Was it? Okay, never mind. So it did end, so they were able to, she kind of, not sacrifices herself, but, but in a sense, like, imprisons yeah, herself along, yeah. along with her sister in the crystal form. And that, and then that's where it starts, that's where episode two starts, kind of with a little, little recap, and then picks up kind of around that spot. And uh, do you want to read the summary for episode two? The Turtles, along with April and Splinter, traveled to Japan... You know, now that New York is destroyed, in order yeah, to and help. Everyone's dead. Yeah. It, you know, we're just going to move the entire series to Japan now. <laughs> in order to help Kenzo Hitori get rid of a ghost haunting the Hitori house. At the same time, Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady teleport themselves to Japan in order to steal the tablet of the seven elemental elements so they can gain the powers of the Guardian Beasts. Now, that's not accurate. Um, Krang teleports them against their will. Wait, so. yes. So that yes. part's not accurate. So they, they did not willingly go. They did not willingly go. Nor did they even know where they were going. Nope. Like, you know, they just pop up on top, magically on top of the very bullet train that the turtles are riding. Yeah, very right in front very of convenient. it. convenient. <laughs> oh, get, yeah, right in front of it. Get mowed down. Yeah, and... Um, sure know, has a nostalgic moment. I don't know if Krang intended that, or or if uh, if that's just... We're supposed to believe that's just a, a, a massive coincidence. Obviously, he must have intended to send them to Japan because he wanted them to find. Yeah. Maybe they did have some idea that they were going to Japan, but they didn't know they were going to run into the turtles there. So they knew they they needed to look for more mutastones. Right. right. Uh, Krang found a source of more mutastones, so that's why they get sent there, and that's also why the turtles and Splinter. Well, they're not there to look for them. They they are asked to come to a village that I guess Splinter. It had some connections with in the past and help help out a ninja clan i guess yeah the hotori ninja clan yeah and um I and mean, we find I out think, eventually think right. find out that they are in possession of an artifact that contains muted stones yeah the uh mirror do they call it something or was it hmm. this the mirror does it say probably not let's see i'm trying to remember well no it doesn't say so on the Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. Does it say the title? Is it There's No Rest for the Turtles of Justice? Was that the title? Uh, the Coming of the Guardian Beasts. The Metal Turtles Appear. All right, never mind then. Well, the, I think on the... Well, I don't know. I wrote it down. So either either someone said it or it appeared on the screen. But it was like, There is no rest for the Turtles of Justice. Yeah, I think that was the narrator as the second episode began. Okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't write down the context. I just had a quote here. Yeah, so Turtles of Justice. Ooh, excuse me. Sounds like you need some rest. Yes, indeed. So this time we have the turtles meeting up with real ninjas. So the Ninja Turtles get to meet up with some real ninjas. 
Yeah, I like how Roxanne and Bebop are like real ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, real ninja. Ooh, then they then give the turtles like these, like, um, they call it armor, but it didn't really look much like armor. It was just like some ninja outfit. Part of a part of a ninja outfit, yeah. Yeah. Unless that, I don't know, maybe breastplate or whatever it was that went across, chestplate, whatever was maybe partially an armor, but I don't know. Right. Looked more decorative and or more like a just an out ninja outfit. <laughs> I feel like... They have, like, ninja pants. Yeah. I feel like they were really starting to make the turtles their own in the second episode. And I know that these were just made to sell toys, but so was the original series. I really wish this two-part episode anime had just continued. I know. For at least a one season. Yeah. No, it was really well done. I, I thought they had something there. And then, yeah. And then I guess either it didn't get good enough ratings or they just... We're just like, nope, we're not going to do that with this. Well, can you get ratings for a straight-to-VHS release? Oh, was it straight-to-VHS? Yeah. I mean, I, but I guess you would measure measure sales, I guess. But yeah. Maybe, maybe they didn't get enough sales to... I guess they didn't. You know, to, to decide to greenlight a, a, an actual series. I wonder if it's on eBay somewhere, like the, the original VHSs. Probably. Probably. It's probably someone somewhere selling it. Or the Japanese version of eBay, if there is such a thing. But in this one, you have different mutations. Like when they, there's like four good stones, good muta stones. Yeah. Or, did they call them spirits? I'm trying to remember. Like the, I think the ninjas. The the spirit guardian spirits and yeah. the darks or evil spirits or something like that. Yeah. So three of them are evil. Which it's very convenient, right? Yeah. It's like very convenient. Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady. So there's three, and there's one for each of them, and then there's one for each of the turtles as well. I was like, okay, well, that's a little too convenient. <laughs> but they're able to mutate again, but this time it's the mental mutation. Mental mutation! Oh! Yeah. And <laughs> Somewhere around here, like, after the... I don't, I don't... I didn't write down the context. I just wrote down the quote because it was funny. But um, something happens, and then there's this random bird. Yeah. Just says, You're a dumb shit. You're a dumb shit. It's <laughs> like it's because they're climbing the castle and Leonardo's something like, aren't there stairs inside this thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, that's what it was. Yeah, and then then they're like, oh. but the other the ninja that lives there is too stubborn to admit that he forgot there were stairs, so he just keeps climbing up the outside. Yeah, of the they're like, it would be too embarrassing for him. He would be sacrificing his honor. To, Rafael, go, to go up the stairs. Raphael got a Japanese accent. Oh, did he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sacrificing his honor, man. No, never mind. That's a... <laughs> Michelangelo? <laughs> no, what? Well, See, I found when I, did, when I tried to do Michelangelo the other day, what, what actually came out was um, a character from the movie Aliens. You know, Bill Pullman's character. It's like, we're going down. We're all going to die, man. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, that's just what came out. I hadn't watched enough turtles to. to... Ralph... Cowabunga, dudes! Roth was a little easier, Raphael. But, uh... well, that's all the notes I have. I don't know if you took more yourself. I mean, I re obviously I remember some of the episode, but. but yeah, eventually, they don't they don't succeed in getting the three bad Muta stones back, right? They. 
they get they have the four obviously, but then um, and that's where they just leave it hanging because then Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady escape. I guess it seems anyway escape with the three, yeah the three they do. So then Krang is able to do whatever his master evil master plan was. Well, in my notes, uh, the ghost that's originally trying to steal this mirror and the whole reason why Splinter is summoned to the village is Yukimura. And apparently Yukimura was originally imprisoned, what, in the mirror or something by Hattori Hanzo, which is a real historical ninja. Ah, okay. Um, And I have it written that the armors for the villains and the turtles appear to be from Shinto folklore, um, I recognize Rocksteady's armor as this multi-headed dragon. I can't remember the name of the dragon right now. I remember fighting this dragon in the video game huh. uh, Okami, which okay. is heavily okay. based on Japanese folklore. Uh, I just I wish I remembered the name of the the dragon, but I don't. Uh, I found it really hilarious when Mel Shredder was poking the ghost with his sword. And I would have just loved to have seen this continue as an anime series. I really would have. Yeah, no, I think I think that would have fit well with... I mean, obviously they're already, you know, they have the ninja element and they're fighting with Japanese weapons. You're yeah. Right, you know, so that just would have been a good fit. Like, I would have loved to see their take on it. I'm surprised they still haven't done it to this day. Like, that they haven't done, like, a serious anime take on it. Like, well, they have and haven't. Uh, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is that done by a Japanese no, studio? No, but some people say it's, like... I haven't seen a lot of that show, but apparently some people say that it's, it's like... If it were an anime, Ninja mm. Turtles. So, I guess me and you, when we review that movie, we're going to find out. Yeah, well, seeing the previews, like, it did not immediately remind me of an anime. But then, I have, I don't have a wide... Like, of the animes I've seen, like, I've seen a number of different styles, and it didn't immediately evoke, in my mind. But then, again, you know, I haven't seen all the anime out there, yeah. so... I did see a clip on YouTube... From Rise of the Turtles, in which they fight Shredder, which is a very, uh, it seems more like a demon Shredder. Okay. I don't know the origin of that character, but I could tell, from seeing that clip, I could I could tell why some people claim that they thought that anime had influenced that series. Okay. But uh, you won't know what I'm talking about until you see the clip. Maybe getting your own opinion on that. Yeah, and then we, we will be reviewing that film um, for next week's episode uh, the, for the movie of the month to conclude Turtles Month. And um, I'm not sure what we're going to do uh, to kick off next month. We're going to do something sci-fi, obviously, for yeah. our, our first episode of the month. But but to finish out this month, definitely we're going to do Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Netflix film, uh, which the series is on, currently on Paramount+. Plus. Um, I think it's also on Netflix. It's both places right now. Uh, but the movie is only on Netflix, I guess. It's produced by Netflix. Right. And obviously in, in um, coordination with Nickelodeon. Um, who, I guess Viacom, who owns Nickelodeon, um, bought the Ninja Turtles yeah. back in 2009, I think. Like all yeah, the, I think the so. rights and everything. I um, think that's accurate. Yeah, I know the documentary 
they watched on there, they talked about finally deciding to sell it, and so it had been 20, well, exactly 25 years, I guess, at that point. So, like, yeah, it's time to let go, I guess. So, like, George Lucas, I guess, selling Star Wars. Maybe around the same time, actually. Um, it's like, it's time to, although he's supposedly regretted it some since then. George Lucas or Suppose, Peter Laird? I don't know about Peter, um, oh, okay. but, but George, yeah. George has supposedly. Well, you know what I find really sad? We talked about this on a previous video, but I'm really sad that Mirage closed its doors. Yeah. I mean, IDW is still making comic uh, comics about the Ninja Turtles, but they're like on the verge of bankruptcy or something. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. Maybe not bankruptcy, but IDW is not faring well. Mm -hmm. Some some of my comic friends on Facebook are some somehow happy about it. So I'm sad. Yeah, um, they produced quite a few yeah. series that you like. Yeah, they're they're losing. Uh, they did Star Trek too, like a lot of Star yeah. Trek properties. So like, they lost Ghostbusters a number of years ago, but they used to do Ghostbuster comics. I mean, I don't think that was not my favorite Ghostbuster comic, but it was definitely the longest running yeah. Ghostbuster comic. Well, yeah, well, I know, and going back to Mirage, like it wasn't that it wasn't that long ago. I think it was just last year, right? That they either or maybe twenty twenty one that they went. In. Do I just talk in the microphone here? Okay. Here goes. Nerds, I am here to tell you, if I never see another leech again, it'll be too soon. Damn, I hate leeches. Anyway, I wanted to take a minute to inform you. Oh, by the way, this is Raph. You know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Raphael, that's me. Anyway, I wanted to take a minute to inform you that the irreverent nerds want to hear from you. There are a multitude of ways you can contact them. Number one, Follow them on Instagram, at irreverent underscore nerds. Number two, like their fan page on Facebook, The Irreverent Nerds. Number three, reply to episode questions and polls when you listen on Spotify. Number four, leave them a voice message at theirreverentnerds.com. Number five, follow them individually on Instagram, at our best underscore WS and at cartoonist will. And you get the picture, right? Reach out, connect, let them know what you think. Even if you think they stink, they want to hear from you. All right, can I go now? I have some pizza to eat and some heads to smash. All right, later. Yeah. Like, I actually actually just read a couple, and they were not, had no relation to Turtles at all, but uh, a couple of Mirage um, productions, um... Just this past week, I got it from the library. Uh, one was called Good Asian. It's like a, a, a noir. It's, it's really cool, actually. It's cool. a noir that takes place in 1930s San Francisco and deals a lot with the Chinese immigrants and, oh, and how, interesting. They, how they were treated um, back then. Yeah, it's really interesting. And then there was another called Lazarus, um, uh, produced by Mirage uh, and written by um, one of the writers, Greg Rucka. Uh, who's done quite a bit for DC. He's been involved in, like, Batman No Man's Land, and I believe he was also involved in the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, oh, like, cool, cool, cool. Like Christopher Nolan, I think. I think it was Greg Rucka. I might... No, didn't, never mind. David Goyer was involved in that. But I like Greg Rucka's stuff. Like, I've, I've read quite a few of his comics, but he did this very interesting one called Lazarus, which I, I'd like to find the next part of it. But yeah, both of those were put out by Mirage Studios. But I guess it was probably before they went under. Uh, well, obviously.
right. before they went under. Um, yeah. I don't know if they declared bankruptcy and maybe might try to come back at some point, or you know, or if someone might try to resurrect yeah. them, perhaps. But well, you never know. Um, I wonder who got if they sold their properties to to anyone like licensing or that's whatnot. A good, that's a good question. I know I'm working with a a group that we call ourselves indelible because we're like the spiritual successors of the old Dell publishing company. Uh, But a lot of that stuff's in the public domain. Obviously the Mirage stuff, even if they didn't sell it, it's it's not going to be in the public domain for like another 70 to a hundred years or something. If if that's how the public domain copyright stuff even works after the year 1970 or, or whatever year I'm thinking of. But, Not sure. Uh, like I know with the older stuff, I think fifty years is the. Although it may may be different for visual media, I'm not entirely sure. I know written media, it's fifty years in general, unless someone has like a special situation where they still own the rights somehow. You know, like yeah, um, yeah, like sometimes some of those things will be held onto, like either by the descendants of the original author. Yeah. Or, like in the case of uh, Lord of the Rings. <clears throat> anyway. But broadly speaking, if yeah. no one has laid claim to it, then after 50 years, people can do almost almost, almost anything yeah. they want with the property. Yeah. See, yeah. I thought it was 70, so it's 50? For print. Like I said, oh, I'm not, okay. not sure about okay. visual. I'm not sure about visual media. Well, uh, <clears throat> Mickey Mouse, Steamboat Willie, the first mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse cartoon, that's in the public domain now. Oh, uh, Okay. Felix the Cat, the original stuff. Is in Wouldn't that be domain. ironic if someone stole that in, from Disney? Like Disney has stolen things from other people. Yeah. No, yeah, stolen, but like, but but pretty pretty darn close. Yeah, like. Oh, like I don't Winnie know. We're from, gonna Winnie exactly the Winnie the Pooh's in the public domain now. Well, there's some debate over whether they stole Mickey Mouse in the first place. Yes. Like, um, yes. Whether that was that inspiration was just a little too close to someone else's comic or, or cartoon. Yeah, I forgot. Forget the name, the guy's name. It's a really odd name. Mac, odd to Max me. Something. Fleischer. Uh, I think his last name was Iwerks or Earworks or something. Earworks. But, but it's the creator of uh, the Lucky Rabbit, Oswald yeah, the Lucky yeah, Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Apparently, that claim that Mickey was stolen, I think, had something to do with Oswald. And his creator. That sounds that sounds right. Yeah, I think when I watched a documentary about Walt Disney, I think it addressed that, if memory serves me. But um, speaking of Mickey, like <laughs> Mickey on crack. <laughs> so, before we close, I just have a question. We were originally going to talk about our favorite episodes from the original 80 series if we ran out of content, which we didn't run out of content. Yeah, we had enough but, to, to talk about yeah. just these two episodes. But. but I have a question. Uh-huh. In the original episodes, Shredder and the robots stole the rhino and the warthog from the the New York Zoo, right? Hmm. But they also got a couple of gangsters off the streets, uh, a white man with yellow hair in Rock City's clothes, and a black man with a purple mohawk in Bebop's clothes. So, they put them in the Technodrome and with the animals, and there was the ooze, but we're never told, is, is Rock City and Bebop, are they the animals wearing the people's clothes, or are they the people who touch the animals and then turn into mutants? 
Which yes. is it? <laughs> what's, what's your take on that? What's your hot take? What happened? <laughs> uh, genetic merger. <laughs> genetic merger. Yeah. yeah I guess. Well, kind of like, wasn't it like, wasn't the story with uh, Splinter, like, Matoyoshi, like, touched a rat. Yeah. And touched the ooze, and then they merged somehow into the No, no. Rat. No? No, no. The rat didn't merge. It's just that the last thing you touched is what you turn into. Ah. Uh, so the last thing the turtles touched was a human, Himata Yoshi, so they turned into humanoid turtles. I see, I see. But Himata Yoshi, who was a human, the last thing he touched was a rat. So he turned into so a why humanoid didn't he, rat. Why didn't he turn into a, a, a humanoid rat? Or no, a ratoid human. I don't know. I don't know. Why didn't he Toy shrink? Cells. Why didn't he shrink? <laughs> Toy cells, man. Do you think he would have shrunk and does like... Shouldn't he have, by the same logic, he should have like shrunk and just been this tiny little human running around on all fours. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if the turtles just got bipedal and, and huge, but they still look like turtles, loosely, you know, with shells and everything, so like humanoid turtles. Yeah. <laughs> he he should have been a rat-toyed human. It, the, <clears throat> it doesn't follow. <laughs> unless, unless, well, what would make more sense is the rat touched him and then the rat became humanoid. Well, that's what the original comics had. The ooze just turns animals into humanoids. Yeah. It evolves them. In the cartoon, it's a little more complicated. Yeah, well, I like the... I like the original version better. Makes more yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, nerds, we're right at our 45-minute mark. We're trying to keep it a little shorter tonight because uh, we got to be adults and, and get to bed. Uh, so we hope you enjoyed this, this walk down... Uh, the, the very brief, at, at this point, the only dalliance that the Turtles franchise has had in anime. Yeah. Um, with anime, however you... And manga. And manga, yeah. I think. Oh, well, maybe not. There might be some other manga there somewhere, but... But, um, but yeah, at least in this case, like, the combination of the two. Um, but, yeah, if one of you who were listening happened to have a copy of the manga and you know how to uh, speak Japanese... Let us out of my mouth. Let us know what the what the story is. Although it's probably out there on a website somewhere, as like somebody has probably described it. I um, haven't found it yet. If it exists out there, a fan translation, I ha- I don't know about it yet. But yeah, do you want to plug that video again real quick? Just let uh, let our fans know the the title so they can support this channel. Yeah, the story of the obscure Ninja Turtles OVA, Shojin Dinzetsuhin, by the channel Secret Galaxy. Yeah, Secret Galaxy. So yeah, so credit to him. Go go check that out. Um, we got some of our information. From I just the, subscribed. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so subscribe there, and obviously also uh, like, follow, subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, and uh, and yeah, if you're on Apple Podcasts and you're listening, leave us a rating. You know that that helps. And well, Spotify too. You can leave ratings there. Um, so that that'd be great. We'd appreciate that. Uh, you can let us know what you think of our episodes, leave us voice messages, DM, DM us on Instagram, all that good stuff. Stalk us. I, I guess, yeah. yeah. I'm kidding. Don't you could, stalk Richard. I mean, you could follow up. We have, like, both of our personal profiles are, are public, you know, for various reasons, so you can follow us there. Um, but, yeah, if you, if you start acting creepy, then we'll just block you. So, don't do that. <laughs> don't do I that. I don't know. I've never had anyone actually act creepy. It's usually just, hey, have you heard about how you can get money from the government? And I'm like, block you. <laughs> Cryptocurrency. What I, what, I, what I started getting is uh, 
fake accounts. Like someone will, they'll change one little thing and then they'll steal the one of my friend's profile pictures. Really? And create a new profile and then send me a friend request. Because, you know, sometimes your friends legit like get off of social media and they're like, oh, they came back. And they try to get you that way. Um, I'm not sure what they're trying yeah. to accomplish with it exactly. Because they, they haven't, they don't send me like know. a link or something and they haven't asked for money. But usually I realize it fast enough that I'm like, oh, this is fake. And I'll report it and block them. And like, but yeah, get so much, so or, many bots and, and crap, like fake accounts and block report. Mandy and I, we, we were getting uh, people from Africa wanting money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't got one of those in quite well, some time. I can't say that they're fake people, but I can say I, mean, I don't they're, have they're the money. I mean, they're real people. They're just, yeah. they're trying to trick you into giving them money. <laughs> like, yeah, they're trying to scam. Yeah. They're trying to scam you. I yeah. mean, it might be. That doesn't mean they don't legitimately need yeah. money, but they're doing it dishonestly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't. I don't have the. It's like, hey, you know, yeah. I mean, this is easy to say, obviously, in this, and from a place of privilege, but in a sense, like. I mean, I don't know. I, if I was in a legitimately desperate situation and I had to provide for my family, you know, what would I do? Yeah, I don't know. You work in one of those Indian call centers. <laughs> oh, uh, you're, you're assuming I'd be living in India in this, in this uh, alternate. You have universe. Zoom now. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't make sense. Anyway, so don't stalk us, but read my comics if you want to, and uh, support our uh, podcast. Yeah, and uh, stay away from um, everything uh, we just harm, talked about. Harmful stereotypes. <laughs> no. It's it, it 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 is a little comedians talk a lot about this. It, it's hard to make a joke about anything now because because yeah. you're gonna offend somebody somewhere. I know. So it's like, you know, some comedians are just like eff it, and they just, you know, go even further into their, um, their normal shtick, and and others, you know, try to. But I have heard quite a few comedians talk about how how hard that is. Like it's hard to, come up with a joke that won't, you know, offend someone somewhere. And at the end, a lot of them are like, you know, I can't be worrying about that constantly. No, um, no. You know, something I, almost everything I say is going to bother somebody or somebody's not going to like it. Just to, as with any creative venture, I guess, to an extent. As, like, as a comic creator, I, I suffer from the same malady. Yeah, it's like some people are going to hate it. Some people are going to be indifferent. Yeah. Some people are going to love it. Um, I had to cut some Super Milo comic strips. I, I have... Resurrected Super Milo. That's MiloComics.com, by the mm-hmm. way. I've resurrected it. It's it's been gone for about ten years now. Yeah. And well, nine I think. And finally, I brought it back, and I'm looking at, over my scripts and stuff, and I have these jokes, and I'm like, I can't do these. <laughs> I, yeah. I've I mean, changed in the last nine years. These are offensive. I can't do these. But, yeah, yeah, and some of it is like people groups speaking out and being like hey you know this hurts our feelings you know this is not this is not okay um those are the ones i will listen to but when it's like i'm less likely to listen when it's someone who is in a lot of cases not even talked to or listened to the actual people but then they'll jump in and and fight for them supposedly you know get offended on their behalf kind of thing yeah that happens too Uh, it's usually white people um you know and i like the I am, a, I am a white person, so I, yeah. Like getting offended on someone else's behalf, and I'm like, like, have you even talked to them? Have you asked them whether yeah. this bothers them? Like, I, do you know whether it bothers them? Like, 
and and why not just let them talk for themselves? I I, I know what you mean. I think the uh, the Land of Lakes girl is a good example because that was painted by a Native American mm-hmm. who was known for just loving his culture and where he came from and painting all these paintings. And he got hired by the Land of Lakes company to paint the Native American girl for their logo because they wanted authenticity, you know. Uh, but who are the people that are complaining who got her removed from the logo, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's, it's probably, yeah, it's, it's you know, but I just feel like that's an example. Yeah. <laughs> you know, almost probably yeah. almost exclusively. Not knocking you, Land of Lakes. You can do whatever you want Lando, with your logo. Lando Lakes. Lando Lakes. <laughs> I mean, it's short for of, but it's I know. Lando Lakes. But yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it's like what, like you said, they they hired an actual yeah, you know, actual Native American to paint it and give that person exposure and get their art out there. And there's nothing offensive in the title, like Minas- that area of the country, which you know, which we call Minnesota, but like, you know, that there were tribes that that lived there for, and probably still are, like some indigenous areas and re- reservations and whatnot, um, most likely up there in Minnesota. But yeah, there's there's a lot of lakes there, so it's like, yeah, stuff like that's a little, but but we get into like the Redskins. Then that I do understand. Yeah. That's like okay, yeah, because that was actually a slur, yeah, in, in a sense, you know, and you know, like that'd be like referring to Chinese people as the yellow skins, or you know, the, um, you know, or Af- Africans as the black skins, or you know, it just it was like, yeah, I'm not about n- to defend no, that. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That that I'm like okay, but although this is me talking about football for a minute here, the name they chosen to. The two names they chose to replace it, neither one of them were that great, in my opinion. First, it was just, like, the Washington football team. What? That was what it was called was for, it. like, two or three years. And then they came up with the Commanders, because Washington, D.C., right? Okay. The Commanders. I was like, eh, that's not that eh. great. That's not that great either. It's like, it's like if you're going to go to the trouble of, of replacing, like, come up with something good. Something interesting. Uh, Commanders was better than just the Washington football team, though. That I don't know. Anyway, I don't talk much about sports on here, but it is about football season has officially started. Well, the preseason has started. Um, my team won their first game. Cool. So, well, what's your team? Uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah, I lived in Arizona for 10 years growing up, and um, so I kind of cheer for all the Arizona teams and, and professional sports and college and you know now i will still cheer for for local teams but not if they're playing my my arizona teams (laughs) um but yeah the cardinals you know i watched the last two or three years i've watched every every game during the season and yeah it's just it's the one sport i really follow these days and and, it's kind of a fun yeah it's fun to go you know it's more of an event because there's only one game a week and you go go with friends you go you know watch the game you know whatever it is um so yeah it's just I don't know, it just lends itself more to having a good time. And it's easier to keep up with, too. You know, I might, like, I don't have time to keep up with, like, basketball where there's, like, three games a week or baseball where there's a game every night, like, every day. Every pretty, night. Pretty much. There's 160 games during the season, whereas football, there's only 16. You know, six, well, 17 now. 17 weeks, you know, but there's only, you know, for each team, there's only one game per week, basically. And uh, it's a 17-game season. 
and then you have the playoffs, you know, at the end with elimination and stuff. So it's just easier to, to keep up with and follow, I think, for me at least, at the, this season of my life. Anyway, let's get out of here. Yep. We've talked but, enough uh, about non-nerdy things. Well, I mean, I guess a nerdy of, nerd of a different stripe. Um, well, you know, I hope that everybody enjoyed that. Uh, it was good to get off script for a little bit and just uh, work off of each other naturally. Yeah, and I like this kind of played out this way the last few times in our episodes, like where that happens at the end of the episode. That way, it's like we're not boring people at the, yeah. at the front, but if they've come to the end and they want to hear it, then they can hear it. You know, they can hear the end. If not, they've already heard the main content and they can just turn it off. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, thanks, nerds. Um, so, yeah, uh, stay tuned uh, next week for our review of Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the, the movie. And. Um, Specifically, the next 2022 Netflix film, and then stay tuned in the month of September for more Reverend Nerds content. Till next time, Sayonara. Live long and prosper. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Reverend Nerds podcast. If you would, consider following us on Instagram. We are there at irreverent underscore nerds. You can also hit us up on Facebook. Just look us up there at The Irreverent Nerds. That's our fan page. We have a YouTube channel as well. Once again, The Irreverent Nerds. Nice and simple, right? And if you go to www.irreverentnerds.com, that will send you to our podcasters for Spotify, formerly anchor.fm profile where you can send us a voice message if you want to support us financially or listen to the podcast it will also direct you to other places you can listen like spotify apple google stitcher you name it so like comment subscribe follow all those good things wherever you find us wherever you listen to us we would greatly appreciate it until next time nerds live long and prosper avengers assemble I'm Batman.